Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Rise and shine, football fans. Welcome to Morning Footy. Thanks for starting your Tuesday with us. I'm Susanna Collins alongside Nico Cantor. Chuck Deasy in the house. Alexis Guerreros. We've got Anna Witty, Witty with some headlines. Chuck keeping the Barbie theme alive and well in on Miami. this Tuesday I love morning. Pink. Come on, Charlie. Let's go, Charlie. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Now, yeah, is this Barbie or is this Inter Miami? Um, play today. No, this is just. Just vibing. Just vibing. Just Charlie looks good in pink. Yeah. So, uh, you, know, that, the, you know the case. Charlie doesn't wear a color unless it matches with his shoes. Pop one up real quick. Yeah, let's Let him see. see. It, it is. Impressive. And hit him with a foie. Oh, do you know what? I didn't even notice the plaid pants, too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. Wow. On it's fire. Tuesday. I'm feeling good. That's definitely Barbie pink, though, not Air Miami pink. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's vibes. Really pops, Chuck. Yeah. yeah. I hey, like look it. At you. Trendy. I'm, I'm literally, I'm basically wearing pajamas. You're flowy today. I'm yeah. very flowy. That's and like the mermaid yeah. hair. It's you're flowy whole... Kardashian right now. Look at you. <laughs> Come on. I whole, got you. It's a whole vibe. It's a whole vibe. <laughs> um, we were just chatting about uh, Women's World Cup and how it has been. It is, these games are so late, man. Yeah, it is. It is tough. tough. It is tough. And I feel like I love to be so engaged with these, with these matches. And during the Men's World Cup, I think I pretty much watched every single match. But this is tough with these hours that we're doing morning footy and we're doing our best here. I feel like it says a lot about you because I also said they're late and someone goes, you mean early? And I was like, oh, oops. (laughs) I may have revealed a little bit about myself. (laughs) I'd much rather be up at three in the morning late than wake up early to do that. Well, primarily when you work in sports, you're a night owl, right? Because so many of the matches and the games are in the evening. And so I've had to completely reprogram my body because I'm used to staying up late to cover to cover games and events and now with the show we have to get up early and so it's yeah I it's wonder what conundrum. people would like normal lives do with their <laughs> World Cup. Like honestly, like when we're not like? when I'm on coverage or when we're you know we're doing this when we're covering the Women's World Cup from a different perspective, it's where we're dedicated to it. But then there's like people that have jobs like 
How do you watch the World Cup and then go about your day, you know? Unless you have a work-from-home job, then it's, hey, who cares? Right. <laughs> Which a lot of people do. Yeah, These just days. open the laptop, go back to bed. <laughs> you know, shout out to everybody you. who's working from home, bro. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> you know. so, no, I don't want to go back to those No, no, no. I'm looking at all your faces MLS on Idol. Zoom call. <laughs> oh, my God. Ch Charlie and I have Can we so find that video, stories. please? They're out there. One day, we'll, we'll One have day. to dig some good ones yeah. up, and uh, we'll regale you guys with some of our pandemic antics. Which I can't was wait. All kinds of fun. Um, but let's let's chat about the Women's World Cup because we had some action late last night and in the wee hours of this morning. Um, let's start with Colombia, South Korea, getting into the highlights of this one, um, starting in the 28th minute here. A little bit of a handball there. A little bit of a handball. Awarded to Colombia, Manuela Venegas shot headed on goal, but hits the arm of Shim, and here we go. One nothing, Colombia. And this is the star for Colombia right here. The 18-year-old Linda Caicedo gets a little help from the keeper, but she is an absolute star. The way she can just accelerate with the ball, glide by people. She just made a dream. I like this Selly. With Real Madrid, yeah, she's Madrid a cancer women, survivor. I mean. She's got it all. I'm so excited for 19? this Colombian team. Did you say 19? 18. 18. In, in the span of a year, she went from playing at a U17 World Cup to a U20 World Cup to a Copa America to a World top Cup. flight World Cup, a normal <laughs> World Cup, and scored in every single one. Ah. She is this serial Special. goal scorer, and from the very young age, at age 14, she was the top goal scorer in Colombia. So. Uh, Soccer's natural to her. This is, for her, this is, this is a walk in the park. It's pretty cool that she got her but first World Cup goal at a I, senior level. I think what's so amazing about her is 14, bust on the scene, 15, ovarian cancer, surgery. Oh, my God. Chemo As a teenager. Chemotherapy, bounces back. Now world global superstar. Wow. And she is not even close to her, fulfilling her potential. Mm -hmm. A long way to go. And, Scary. I, I look at her, and it's. I get a little bit of Vinicius Junior when, when I watch her play. Okay. The way she she glides the ball. too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's she's a fun one to watch. Wow. Real Madrid, Real Madrid have a baller. Hey, everyone named Caicedo right now. Up. Hey, <laughs> you know, all the Colombians. Stop yes, up. because they have an exciting team. Get that Barcelo coin. The stock <laughs> is up. <laughs> all right, let's move it along to Group A action. We had a host nation, New Zealand, mm. taking on. The Philippines, and don't look now, this is a, uh, a massive, massive result for the Philippines, you guys. There it is right there, the first goal for the first Philippines. First goal ever in a World Cup. Serena Bolden, we talked about her on the show. I mean, I talked about her on the show, a little pet on Mac. Uh, but she, she is the star, and we've talked about how defensive teams have a bit of an easier time. If you have a superstar scorer, it might be tough to get the ball to her. Uh, but Serena Bolden did a great job, and obviously you saw the disallowed goal by New Zealand. Um, I mean, look ooh. at this, though. For me, when you're talking about just half an inch. Uh, it was head, shoulder, arm. Yo, let, let the Philippines head, have head, this. Head, shoulder, arm. It was, it was literally just the uh, uh, arm, uh, arm is an offside. They, they showed the head was offside, and the shoulder is offside. Yeah, you could score well, with your shoulder. With, with Arsene Wenger laws, that won't be offside. Right. Aren't they testing that I think, this I think upcoming are, season in certain leagues? But when I watched New Zealand play against Norway, the way they, the, the way they were able to frustrate and, and be just so 
consolidate the, the back line, I think, in terms of players who really impressed. Katie Bowen, who played at uh, UNC, and CJ Bott in the back line, they were phenomenal in, the, in, in that match. In this match, they weren't as impactful, building out of the back, coming down the right flank, which is what CJ Bott did. So for the Philippines, they absolutely flipped this group upside down. Yeah. Because now they have three Changes points, everything. Right? Yeah. Norway has one point after the draw against Switzerland, so they have to beat. They, the last game, they have to win against the Philippines. And the Philippines, a drought will most likely get them in. Let's go. Which would be huge, yo. Jolly be for me and all my Amazing. friends. Remember on the show a couple weeks ago, I, we, we, we bet, I don't know, I forgot what it was that we bet, but I gave you like a 4-0 spread. Uh -huh. Yeah. And for the Norway-Philippines uh, game that's coming up, that'll be an interesting one. It'll be a big one. Norway got is in a dire situation. Right yeah, now. well, let's get let's get to those highlights. Uh, Switzerland and Norway faced off earlier this morning um, in more Group A action, and uh, this ended up in a nil-nil draw, but here are some some of the chances. The story of this game, though, is Ada Hegerberg, the, the star striker for Norway, warm-ups, tweaks a groin, mm. and, and gets pulled out just as they're doing a, a huddle before they go out for the match. So she was in the starting 11, and the team doctor comes in and takes her out. So now Norway has to play without their, their star striker and figure out ways to break down uh, a, a, a Switzerland side that has got three points. They beat the Philippines 2-0, and, and now are... are now has four points with this draw. Yes, are in a good position to, to advance. Wild. Almost smoothly, yeah. And Ada Hedeberg needs to, I mean, hopefully she's okay. She's got to show up for that last match. And, and Caroline Graham Hansen, who is one of my favorite players to watch, just so skilled. We saw, we've seen her tear up Champions League with Barcelona. It feels like she's trying to do too much. And mm -hmm. at, at times they're not finding her in those right spots where she can ISO people 1v1. By the time she gets the ball, it's 1v3. And, and she's such a key part of that attacking uh, phase for Norway. And so they have to figure out ways to get her the ball where she can get yeah, players one to one. They don't have time. This one group can get the group stage. very complicated. Yes. Well, let's take a look at the, the group A standings right now. Um, and as you can see, we've got Switzerland on top, uh, New Zealand and Philippines both with three points. And then there's Norway. Right. I mean, So Norway can beat the Philippines, right, and yes. get four points. Sure. And then New Zealand can draw Switzerland, which would put Switzerland through. But then it depends by how much Norway beats the Philippines would be the tiebreaker so, between them and New Zealand because the first criteria of tiebreaker is goal differential. So it, 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 we are going to be counting goals at one point on match day three for this which group is, stage. Which is why I said you have to, and this is why I was so hopeful that the U.S. would score a little more than three. You have to really stack those goals mm -hmm. up against some of the smaller nations that you're facing because the odds are another of your stronger nations within that group may do even more, may score right. even more goals against well, them. You I mean, just, just got to beat, beat the Netherlands. Right, if you're the and then you're in. Yeah, sure, you win, you're in. But there is a chance that goal differentials come into play, at least in some of these groups. Mm -hmm. How right. big of an upset would it be if Norway does not advance out of the group stage? Oh, we got to roll back the tape and see what we said for yeah, our group I know. A I'm, predictions. I'm trying to remember our conversation. Norway, pro well, the bookies probably had Norway heavy favorite yes. to qualify out yeah. of this group, and they're dead last. I said New Zealand would would uh, I qualify. Think I think I, I'm I'm pretty sure I gave New Zealand a host bump. I definitely did not have them. First. First, winning right. the group. So um, New Zealand, imagine, New Zealand can beat Switzerland, go on six points, they're through, 
But then it depends by how much their goal differential will drop Switzerland's, and then Norway would have to surpass that. A point for Philippines would do, right? Wow. Uh, if, if New Zealand beats Switzerland. I love watching you do the calculations. <laughs> the odds yeah. are New Zealand won't. <laughs> Too many times. New Zealand are going to have a very difficult time beating Switzerland, even with a host bump. Uh, but shouts to the Philippines, who, by the way, have 18 Americans. Do you know what? That's let's what go. it's all about. That's what it's all about. Come on. Guys, let's go up So, American B team? Yeah. Are dude. we rooting no, for the No, don't, do that, to, don't our... do that to a country. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, uh, but that actually they're might be a compliment. No, because they are they were born and raised here, and it's great that yeah, they're but don't playing do that for their to a country. Come on. Okay. Have some respect. Have yeah, some respect. All right. I like that, Chuck. Right. Good job. Put him in his place. Um, let's Diplomatic take a look at some Barbie of the over here. Matches that we have to look forward to uh, today and tomorrow. We've got Japan, Costa Rica um, at 1 a.m., Spain, Zambia, Canada facing Ireland, and of course, the U.S. women's national team will take on the Netherlands tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern so, on Fox. That is a rematch of the 2019 final in which the U.S. won 2 0. So perhaps the Netherlands with the little revenge on their minds. Which games are today in Australia and New Zealand? Do I don't know. Why are you? <laughs> You're frying my brain now, too. Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't even know what the actual time difference is. Isn't it 12? It's 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, no across New Zealand and Australia, there's like three different time zones. It's so cool. Can't be. Something crazy like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big swath of land. <laughs> yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Either way. Those are games that you have to look forward to manana. And I think we will be able to watch the, the U.S. Oh, yeah. match. So Those 9 o'clock games. What time is it in slightly, I might have to extend my bedtime, Australia? but we'll be fine. Oh, yeah. Consult. It's 9-12. Hi, Leo. It's 21-12. Yeah. 9-12. PM. PM. Right. Wow. Hard to so wrap my head around 14 that. 14 hours. Okay. It's a lot. It's a big one. All right, guys. We're going to take a break. Uh, but lots more to come on Morning Footy when we return. Don't go anywhere. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. We've got some League's Cup matches to look forward to tonight. Ooh, this is the one we're looking at. Inter Miami against Atlanta United at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. We have Santos Laguna taking on the Houston Dynamo. Mazatlan versus Juarez and FC Dallas taking on Necaxa. 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 Yep. Necaxa. Um, I, I think these are all on Apple TV Plus, by is the way. Ozil on Necaxa? I think Oza owns part of Nikaksa. Uh, a, a small bit of Nikaksa. He yeah. was a minority shareholder. More than me and you. Yep. I mean, who cares how small it is? Uh, I mean, this, this Inter-Miami-Atlanta matchup, though, has so many storylines mm. to look forward to. The obvious one being <laughs> yeah. Messi. Hello. I feel like that's the first five storylines. Completely. But when you think about it, the guy who's in charge, 
Tata Martino mm -hmm. won MLS Cup with Atlanta United. Joseph Martinez, he, this was the team that kind of brought him uh, to the forefront in Major League Soccer. He won the Golden Boot. He won MLS MVP with this, uh, with this Atlanta United team. Um, so there's just there's, there's all kind of juicy storylines surrounding this one. It also appears that Lionel Messi is going to wear the captain's yep. armband for this start. match. Which means he Which starts. means he's starting. So yeah, and Busquets as well. What, that was my... My next yeah. question. So I imagine Busquets and Messi will start. And we get an, a battle of two great Argentine tens, by the way, in Major League Soccer mm -hmm. between Messi and Thiago Almada. For, yeah. two, that's World the other one, yes. two World Cup World winners. Cup I wonder, well, obviously this is not Major League Soccer, but I am I wonder if there's ever been a chance, I would I would be very hard pressed to find a chance in a, an a moment in Major League Soccer history where two current World Cup champions faced off of each faced off against each other. Well, they'll have that in September in Atlanta, although on turf. That's turf. And the big question is does Messi play on turf? This is a, a massive rivalry. Miami needs points to get into the playoffs, mm -hmm. a lot of points in a short amount of time, which means they're, they're going to need Messi to play in this game if they want to get into the playoffs. Do, I know Atlanta has already said. They have a Falcons game on that Sunday. The next day, there's mm. no grass. Grass is not going on that turf. Does Messi play? If the answer is no, does MLS move the match? Make him play at Bobby Dodd. <gasps> if you're Atlanta, uh, guess what? No. Remember Bobby Dodd? I was at why their first Atlanta, ever match. Atlanta's Dodd. not going to do that. They're not going to no, say, no, hey, I didn't, I didn't we want you to that. win. I said, does Garber make the move? No. Like, come on, stop you it. Can't Atlanta doesn't move. say, yeah, you can. It's Don Garber. He picks up that red phone that got no, no button, one button on it. <laughs> it's no. done. You think Arthur Blank is going to say, oh, you can For tell Messi? me where to play my team? For Messi? I put all this money into this league. I, For Messi. I, I elevated the league. Uh -huh. How much money? I agree with everything you said. Arthur, You're going to tell me. It's Messi, baby. You, want, you want his video be on the, you want video of him on the bench? He doesn't care. Or you want him he playing? doesn't care if Messi's playing. Okay, so Don't disrespect Arthur Blank like that. Bro, he's from the Bronx. I would never disrespect oh, him, but it's Messi. No. no. Um, I want to. I, I know. Obviously, the focus is on on Messi, but I want to talk about Busquets a little bit yeah. and what we what we saw from him um, in their first match, and and also just like what how that looked with with him and Messi on the field together. If they're both starting, what what does that look like? So Inter Miami's ball movement started from Busquets dictating. He allowed for Inter Miami to have much more rhythm, to have a little bit more control, and clearly the strongest link for Messi was Busquets. Busquets was that outlet, he would get close to Messi, he would know how to find them and play those between the lines balls that not many Inter Miami players are able to play. And he makes the rest of the team better and, and, and the supporting cast better as well. Not only Busquets, but I think this is the time where we want to see players step up a lot. I'm super intrigued um, of, of how DeAndre Yedlin is going to improve with Messi on his wing and how much he's going to have to improve and be m more precise. I was scrubbing through videos of, I think I recorded every single one of Messi's movements from the moment he came on. And, and there, were, there was a moment where he played a perfectly weighted through ball to DeAndre Yedlin. Mm. Yedlin got a little bit complicated in, in his situation and Messi expected the ball back. Messi pulled out a little bit mm -hmm. and DeAndre Yedlin hit, hit an imprecise cross. Nothing was made of the play and and Messi kind of waved his arm and pointed at himself like, hey, 
over here. And it's just, it's, it's, certain, it's certain moments <laughs> that maybe DeAndre Yedlin doesn't recognize, and this is what we were kind of alluding takes, to yesterday. It takes time to get into to, a rhythm and understanding with Leo Messi. That's going to happen. But for Atlanta United, they're the first MLS team that gets a crack at Lionel Messi and the blueprint to how, how to take away service to his feet. Because you're not going to stop Messi when he has the ball. Mm -hmm. you, you're going to have to ha surround him with numbers. But Busquets now, you know Busquets is the feeder. My, uh, Atlanta does not have a strong midfield. They, they have Thiago Amado, who does everything yeah. from the attacking and, and, vantage point. And he's point, not going to press But Busquets, not defensively. No. So they have to figure out a way to take Busquets out of the match, which means you, you deny balls into his feet and you, you crowd Busquets right off the bat. Now you have to see how Inter-Miami adjusts to that. Yeah, it's going to I think Dio Gomez is going to be a big answer to that. The Paraguayan that they got, he's the box to box because Busquets can't do everything by himself. If you add Dio Gomez to the equation, I think that'll help flow a little bit more. That, that, that ball movement and not rely on Busquets. Busquets. Got to get, get on that messy level. Um, we're going to have a lot more on this when we bring in Felipe Cardenas later on in the show. Uh, for now, we're going to take a quick break, but Alfonso Davies wow. is going to join Fonzie. when we come back. You don't want to miss that conversation. Fonzie Davis ready to enter the center. And that's why everybody's on their feet clapping for Alfonso Davis. On that move, and here's a chance to crack. Goal. Goal. Fonzie. Hey. Goal for Canada. Well, Alfonso Davies has been lighting it up for Team Canada as well as for Bayern Munich. He scored that beauty of a goal in the Nations League semifinal against Panama. And right now we are absolutely thrilled to welcome him to Morning Footy. Alfonso Davies, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, I, we are great. I don't think we're quite as good as you, though. I have to. I'm, I want to ask about your off season because, number one, you are a great follow on the social medias. Everyone should follow Fonzie on Instagram and TikTok. But you were, I believe you were in Mykonos, and you looked like you were living the best life <laughs> possible, taking those wave runners out. I mean, look at you. Look Jeez, at that, look at that water. How was, how was the off season? The off season was fun. Um, you know, uh, being able to have uh, you know, a little break after a long season, uh, it was good for, it was good for my men mentality and also the body as well, you know, just enjoying the sun enjoying uh, vacation with uh, some people. So I'm, I'm happy for that and I'm ready to go again this year. Alfonso, people, a lot of people recognize you when you're out on vacation, like in Greece, for example, they're a big soccer country, Mykonos, maybe with not so much of a soccer specific crowd. Are people stopping you for pictures all the time? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, in Mykonos, there was a lot of uh, people stopping me. A lot of people knew who I was and also in Santorini as well. Uh, so I was a little bit surprised for you that, but uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, football is a global, global game, so you're bound to get recognized. You might have seen Nico with uh, shades and a, and a hat, <laughs> trying to see Bucket what you're doing. No, no, no. I leave football players. I leave football players to the. He does not. If you see Nico behind you, run, <laughs> run, Fonzie. Don't worry, don't worry. I'm not stopping, Fonzie. Don't worry, Fonzie. I want to ask you. Obviously, followed you when you were in MLS. Big move over to Bundesliga. Uh, when you got that big check, I heard you were buying some Gucci and some Air Force Ones. Uh, what Air Force Ones did we buy? All crispy, all 
white, the triple white, the G-Fazos. And what have you been buying lately? What are you shopping in Japan? Uh, we, for me, it was, yeah, I was, uh, you know, uh, when I first got that paycheck, you know, I, I bought some Gucci, some Orphos ones. But uh, in Japan, we just got here. Uh, actually, we just got here today. So we just had training. And, um, yeah, I mean, we, we don't have, you know, much time to go out. But uh, hopefully um, in the next couple of days, we have uh, some free time and we could go check out the city a little oh. bit more. Okay. There are big Air Max. If you're anywhere near Tokyo, it's a big Air Max culture there. So go get some exclusives, okay? Uh, also, what do you, you, you are a bit of a drip god, you know what I mean? You really care about uh, the fits. Uh, why, why, what is it that you look for? We're showing some of your fits right now. Uh, what is it that you, for comfort, is it just for the photos and then you switch out to, uh, you know, the Trekkies? What you doing? No, for me, um, you know, it's just uh, appearance, you know, just to look good, just to feel good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like to put on, I put on uh, clothes, nice clothes. Uh, most of the time, I really don't take pictures. Um, this recent, recently, I just started taking pictures of, of my, of my clothes. Uh, usually, I just put them on and just, you know, do my, do whatever I am, do whatever it is I, that I'm doing. But most of the time, uh, my camera is in my or my phone's in my pocket, and I just walk around. But uh, lately, I've been taking taking pictures and and just uh, feeling good in my in my clothes. You got to get the fit picks up, bro. Come on now. If no yeah. pick, it didn't happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Alfonso, preseason now, but I want to roll back the clock a little bit just from a couple months ago. That last match day, I know you were injured, and probably you would have been less nervous playing in the game because you can control it. What was it like living that final match day from the sidelines? Yeah, I mean, watching the game from the sidelines was tough. Um... Uh, yeah, just seeing how the boys are playing and, you know, seeing how they're playing. They're playing really well. And, you know, you, you, you feel like you could could help, but you, know, you can't really do too much on the sidelines. And it was very nerve-wracking because when it was 1-1, you know, bearing down at the 90th minute, and uh, when Jamal came on and scored that final goal to, to make us bonus to get champion, was, you know, it was a feeling that would stick uh, with us and the Bayern fans yeah, forever. Um, you know, knowing on the other hand, um, you know, also Dorman had a chance to win the league and uh, being able to win win the league with this little much uh, margin was 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 an incredible match day, honestly. Like uh, being on the on the sidelines was very nerve wracking. And, uh, you know, everyone was just checking scores of Dorman and and we're all talking to each other and we're like, yes, we scored. And then they scored and then we're like, oh, what's going on? And then we're <laughs> tying the game and, you know, a lot of emotions going, uh, flying everywhere. But uh at the end of the day, uh, you know, we, we were, we're happy. You know, we're grateful that we got, uh, uh, got the win and we could lift the trophy again this year. Alfonso, today is your five-year anniversary with the club, Bayern Munich. Does it feel like five years? No, honestly, it doesn't feel like five years. It felt like uh, probably like one month. You know, it went by so quickly, you know, knowing that uh, when I first came to this, to this team, I was, I was only you know, 18, turning 19. And now I'm, I'm 22, turning 23. Yeah, it's, it goes back very quickly. It does. And I remember your, one of your last games with the Whitecaps. I got to see you uh, in Vancouver when you, you kind of messed up the revs with, with your dribbling ability. You're <laughs> obviously an attacking player in MLS. You go to Bayern, and all of a sudden you're dropped to left back. Five years in, I think you put your time in as a left back. 
but you got to be itching to get into the attacking play and move higher up the pitch. Have you had those conversations with Thomas Tuchel? Is that something you, you're looking to do, be more in an advanced position? No, I never had those conversations with Tuchel. Um, for me, it's, you know, wherever he puts on the pitch, I'm, I'm happy. Um, I'm happy for my, for my position that I'm playing, you know, as a, as a defender, um, you know, for every defender. Uh, you know, it's nice. The whole goal of football is to score goals. So, you know, as a defender, you want to score more goals. So you want to play higher up the pitch. But for me personally, I enjoy my position. You know, the the attacking, the defending, um, the way we play, uh, it gets me the opportunity to play higher up the pitch. So, yeah, I mean, you know, if the opportunity presents itself, yeah, I'll be very grateful to to play there, help the team. But uh, for me, as uh, left back, is it's the position for me right now. So you're one of the world's best left backs. That's, there's no mistake uh, questioning that. Who's challenged you when it comes to speed? Because I've seen you go against Mbappe, Kyle Walker, Dembele. Who do you think, oh, man, I, I got to be ready today because this guy really pushes me uh, for every step? I think any of those players that you name really, uh, you know, test me in my speed. I think... Um, also Diaby as well from Bayern Leverkusen. Uh, we played them in, the, I think it was the Pokal Finals a couple years ago, or two, three years ago. Uh, yeah, I saw this one clip, he pushed the ball past me, right? Yeah, I mean, for him, is is always a, a speed battle between us two. Uh, and also his uh, his counterparts behind him is his right back. Also, uh, Frimpong is also quick. So when we play Leverkusen, I know that uh, I have to be on my, on my A game. You know, I have to be positioning Positioning, why I have to be very smart with my positioning, um, and also, and uh, and also like also being able to to run at that speed, 90 minutes against two very quick players is very important. Big Concacaf rival, any USA player that you think poses a uh, you know just makes your job a little bit more complicated? Yeah, I think um, for me it was I think Tim Tim Weah. Um, it was the first time we actually played against each other and. You know, at one point I saw his speed and I was like, whoa, this guy's fast. <laughs> <laughs> most, of the, uh, most, of the, most of the Jamaican national team as well, you know, they're all runners and they're all quick. So <laughs> it's tough playing against those guys. Makes it tough. I want to switch subjects just real quick. Uh, you know, I remember a moment you freaking out that Drake followed you on Instagram, right? Canada legend, right? Two Canada legends now following each other on IG or TikTok. Uh, I also want to ask a little bit about Stu Gang, okay? You know, you got bars. Any chance there's a Drake collab coming up? Anything at all? And if not, who's the dream collab for you? Yeah, definitely Drake is a dream collab. But uh, I think the whole process behind Stu Gang was just, you know, just me me and some friends, you know, having fun on on the mic, seeing where seeing where we can go with it. But uh, I think for me, my, my rapping career, my rapping career is over. <laughs> wow, why? 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 That's it, rapping career is over for me. We gotta get you and Clint in the, in the booth together. Oh, now that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think I have a couple friends that are still doing it. The two guys are on the, on the, on the tracks with me and they're still doing uh, music. Uh, one of them is very passionate about it, so. Yeah, and also I wasn't honestly the, the the truth behind it. I wasn't supposed to be on that on that one song, and but they needed uh, an extra person and they couldn't come up with bars. So I said, okay, I'm gonna just make up something and say it. You gotta drop something for Canada. It's about to co-host the World Cup. You gotta drop a song for the World Cup, dog. 
I'll ask, I'll ask my friend if he can drop something for me. <laughs> Let's go. We'll, we'll air it exclusively here. We'll premiere it live here. All right. All right, Fonzie, I want to ask about uh, the sort of Canada-USA rivalry, because it used to be that the USA's big rival was Mexico, and that was all the focus. But now it feels like it feels like the, the tide has sort of shifted and that Canada and USA is becoming not the bigger rival, but like another just, just sturdy rivalry. What is, what is the perspective from, from Canada's side on that? Who's your biggest rival? Yeah, we think definitely the USA is our, our biggest rival. You know, every time we play them, there's a history behind it. Uh, you know, with the players that we're that are coming up, you know, they know the importance between the games between us and the US. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, it's been good games. Um, you know, the last time we played them, obviously, we lost 2-0, and you know, they won the they won the Concacaf Nations League, and you know, that really hurt us because we really. We knew that uh, we played well, and I guess they were just uh, clinical in the in the finishing uh, up front. And uh, but yeah, I mean, every time we play each other, it's it's, it's a big it's a big rivalry. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot of fights during the games. <laughs> mm -hmm. but, uh, that, that's 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 what rivalry is. So, um, but yeah, I mean, for for Canada, I think we're we're growing, we're getting stronger and stronger. Um, you know, every every game we play, we're we're learning more and more. And uh, more players are going to Europe now, and it's a very good to to have um, for the country and and for the team. And uh, yeah, we're we're looking forward for the next rivalry for sure. Alfonso, you won a Champions League with Bayern Munich. You beat PSG one 0 behind closed doors. Mbappe, Neymar, Di Maria on the pitch. Now you played in this recent Champions League. You lose to Manchester City in the quarterfinals. How good were they? And where do you need to improve to get to that level? Because it seemed like they were, were just on another level compared to how good you guys were this year. How, how does Tuchel change things for Bayern Munich? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean the first game, you know, it was, uh, it, was a, it was a good game. It was a tough battle. Um, I think um, at a certain point, we, we, we lost focus uh, for a slight minute. And, you know, at this level, if you make a slight mistake, they punish you, and that's what they did. And I think, um, you know, they have they have uh, players that can punish uh, punish punish you for, for low mistakes you make, and they showed that in the first leg. I think the second leg, also, we, we also pushed, you know, knowing that we were, I think, 3-0 down um, away from home and coming home, and we wanted to, wanted to prove something, and um, we, we played our best, but uh, I think is it was a little too late, um, but uh, we had the fighting spirit within us, and we wanted to we wanted to show that we can come back from a deficit like this. But uh, they defended well, they played well, and um, you know, overall, we just couldn't we just couldn't finish uh, uh, finish our, our chances. And and yeah, but definitely um, we play them tomorrow, and hopefully we can we can get one over over them. Alfonso, in that series, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think you swapped kits with Messi, perhaps. Um, now he's moved to Inter-Miami to Major League Soccer. How do you feel about Messi making this move to the league where you started your career? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's great, you know, knowing that um, he's, going to, he's playing in the league where I, I came from and where I developed my skills to move over here. I think it's really good, not just for, for football fans, just for the MLS in general. Um, I mean, now that Miami got him, you know, they got Busquets and 
the team's getting stronger, and uh, I think he'll enjoy the, the MLS life, definitely. Uh, you know, being able to play all over the USA and in Canada as well. And uh, I think he'll enjoy it with him and his family. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I actually watched the first the first game that he, he played. Um, what do you think? Yeah, it was a good game. It's a really good game. The last, the last goal, a free kick. Yeah. Everybody couldn't believe it. I was holding my head like this. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was outstanding. Um, yeah, I think he's gonna enjoy it. and uh, yeah, just a just a taste of Messi. You know, there's more to come definitely. Where's that Messi jersey now? Is it? Is it, do you have it hanging somewhere? Do you keep it in a closet? No, the Messi jerseys are home in Canada, framed. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I thought you'd be wearing it with the Air Force Ones and some Amiris or something. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask, you played Messi in Champions League. Champions League is a big deal for Bayern. You guys are standard in it. If there's a Champions League, you know you're going to see Bayern. How are you feeling about this next uh, Champions League coming up, this next season? Yeah, we're feeling, we're feeling confident. You know, um, the last two years haven't really gone gone our way, you know. Uh, losing quarterfinals, you know, is uh, something that's that's hurting us. And definitely, uh, we've strengthened our team. And moving forward, we want to make it, uh, you know, to a final and, and potentially win it. But we know it's going to take a lot of work. You know, Champions League is the biggest biggest competition in the world for club football, and you know, every team wants to win it. Every team wants to be uh, kings of Europe. And Definitely, we want we want that title beside our name again. And uh, yeah, I think everyone here is hungry. Everyone here is ready to to give their all. Who's gonna have more goals next season? You for Bayern? You or Harry Kane? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I try to get you there. What, what do you think about your your e football rating? What, what are you playing a lot? How do you feel about your rating? Yeah, I think my rating is good. Um, I mean. It's okay. It's not too bad. You, you know, That's speed. Come on, Fonz, you can't be happy with an 88. <laughs> you you got to be at least a 95. Yeah, I mean, I guess they see me as an 88. I just have to run faster. <laughs> but you got to score more goals because they don't put no respect on your shooting ability, bro. That's what I'm saying. I need to show people that uh, I'm a shooter. All right. So, <laughs> I don't know. I saw him in Nations League, man. Being up close, I was oh, right God. behind the goal where he scored. It was scary. <laughs> Alfonso, I had never seen you play from field level. It's always up in the booth. Man, that's not 88 speed, let me tell you that. And no. that's not 64 shooting either. It's also either. graceful. <laughs> No, I mean the shooting could, go, could get better. Definitely, sometimes in the box I can shoot a little bit more. The the, and, the, uh, the Club World Cup is coming to North America, 2025. Is that something that's in your mind? You win, you win the Champions League. You 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 get Bayern into the Club World Cup on home soil. I actually didn't know that that the Club World Cup 2025 was in <laughs> was uh, in North America. I didn't know. Until well, now. Oh, now you, now yeah. you, now you got to win, right? He was flash. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. We got to win now just to play at home. But uh, we just got to win just, you know, for, for us and, and to be able to, to lift that trophy again. You know, it was a, it was a feeling. It was an incredible feeling. And we all want to want to feel that, uh, that feeling again with fans this time. Yes. Much, uh, much love and respect, yeah, Alfonso. Yeah, Alfonso, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time. It's been so much fun watching your career progress. And we wish you all the best this season. Have a great rest of the preseason. 
Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, we are going to take a break. When we return, Jordan Angeli will join us to chat a little bit more Women's World Cup. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 